The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You are a visionary. You have a vision. You just need to create it and bring it to life. Welcome to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with your host, Kate Ebner. Our program will be an hour of inspiration for leaders who are making their visions happen and will set you on the path to having a big impact through your leadership and the life you really want. Now here's your host, Kate Ebner. Good morning, this is Kate. Today we're going to be talking about how you can boost your achievement and fulfill your potential. My guest is Dr. Carol Dweck of Stanford University. Did you know that the beliefs that you have determine how successful you are? Mindset is a simple-seeming idea discovered by world-renowned psychologist Carol Dweck in decades of research on achievement and success. It's a simple idea, and it makes all the difference. As I have thought about um, Carol's work, I've realized that this is an essential piece for leaders who are really seeking to make a huge difference and fulfill their own potential in the process. I think that this uh, material is going to be incredibly valuable uh, no matter what aspect of life um, you're considering as you as you take it in today. Teaching a growth mindset creates motivation and productivity in the worlds of business, education, sports, coaching, parenting, all aspects of life. Carol Dweck is my guest today. She's, as I said before, a well-known researcher and writer. Her book, Mindset, The New Psychology of Success, really explains the mindset you need in order to fulfill your potential. Welcome to the show this morning, Carol. Thank you, Kate. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm so glad to have you. Um, as I mentioned to you, I think as we were talking about doing the show, um, my husband and I have been reading the book together, and it has been eye-opening for us both. So before we dive into the, the powerful mindset um, research you've been doing, let's start by getting to know you and your work a bit better, Carol. Can you tell us more about who you are and how you got to be doing this fascinating work? I'm a professor of psychology at Stanford. I'm a researcher. And I also speak and consult to businesses, sports organizations, educational organizations all over the world. I've always been interested in what creates great achievement. And even more, I've always been interested in what stops people from achieving. Mm. So in my very early work, I asked, who copes well with failure? Who... I was so fascinated by who thinks it's the end of the world versus who can really roll with the punches and keep going. And what I found to my great astonishment was that some people not only roll with the punches, they seem to relish these challenges and setbacks. I encountered children who would say things like, yes, I love a challenge, when I was giving them things they couldn't solve. Or one 10-year-old boy who, in the face of difficulty, said, you know, I was hoping this would be informative. 
so uh-huh. I understood that they had a secret and that I needed to unlock that secret. So your research, it sounds like you were, were you focusing on children exclusively, or did you have you have you researched with adults as well? Initially, I began with children, but I've researched every age now, mm-hmm. focusing both on adults and kids, because I want to know uh, what are the patterns in adults and how did they get that way over development. I see. I understand. And, um, you know, I'm fascinated by what you've said about, um, you know, you were researching success and achievement. And a critical question was who copes well with failure? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that seems so logical that that's what, what part of what you would need to look at. But it seems like so much of, um, uh, you know, the incredible uh, gold that you found came from the answer to that question. Um, yeah. Have I, you... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, um, you know, you, you've always been fascinated, you said, with achievement and, and success, and I know that you're very passionate about helping people to achieve their potential. I'm curious, did, have you, uh, did you recognize that you yourself had the open mindset? Or, you know, tell us more about you and what you've, how you, what you've learned about yourself coming into the work. I recognize that I had a lot of fixed mindset. Ah. And um, that's part of why I was fascinated by failure, because even though I had always been uh, a success, in a fixed mindset where you think you have a certain amount of ability and your successes and failures tell you in the world how much you have. Failure is always looming there as a possibility. And the idea that some people could just welcome it and roll with it uh, fascinated me because I was someone who felt that failure could label me. Wow. You know, and so you had the um, ability to observe basically mm-hmm. your you know, your others and, and a variety of reactions as well as yourself. I sometimes think that we, um, we're so in it that we don't, mm-hmm. we don't actually see the options available. Um, exactly. My work allowed me to take a very clear, open-eyed look and to understand that there was another way of being that was so um, much more, that was so much more freeing and that led to the fulfillment of potential. Did you did you immediately connect the idea of how does someone cope with failure with what leads to greatest successes? Did those two concepts immediately link for you, or did, is, did it take a while to get there? They really linked over time because more and more I came to understand that every life of success is filled with setbacks. There is no great achievement without uh, difficulty, struggle, uh, you know, wrong paths, and that really the key to success is figuring out how to stay on the path, not get derailed. So more and more I realized that failure was a key part of success. Thank you. That's very, very well put. Um, could you tell us uh, what are the, the mindsets that you discovered through your research? Absolutely. 
um, in my research, I found that some people hold a fixed mindset. And what that means is they believe their basic qualities, their abilities, their talents are just these fixed traits. They have a certain amount, and that's it. Hmm. And this is a mindset that makes people afraid of challenges. It makes them cover up their mistakes because all of these things could reveal deficiencies. And in a fixed mindset, deficiencies are permanent. But other people have a growth mindset. They believe their talents and abilities can be developed through learning, persistence, good mentoring. And it's not that they think everyone's the same or that anyone could be Einstein, but they understand that even Einstein wasn't who he became before he put in years and years of really passionate labor. So the so the person with a fixed mindset believes um, that there's sort of a finite amount of capability and and, and talent, and that uh, either it sounds kind of uh, black and white to me. You know, yes. either I either I have it or I don't. Yeah, is that right? Yes, and even though they f- believe their intelligence is fixed, you never really know where it's fixed. So it's a mindset where you have to keep proving yourself to yourself and to others. So suppose you were given the feedback at some point that you were gifted mm-hmm. in a certain area. On the one hand, that seems like a wonderful um, thing to realize, but, but if you're in the fixed mindset and you've been told that you're gifted, there's probably a pressure to keep demonstrating that to yourself in the world or else maybe you've lost it or, or you're not. Is that, is that the exactly. kind of thing you mean? Exactly. As soon as you get a label, you have to live up to it. And many gifted kids who suddenly meet difficulty for the first time are really derailed by that um, because it threatens to tell them and the world they don't deserve this label. And in fact, in our work, we find that when we tell children they're smart after they've performed a task, it puts them in a fixed mindset and makes mm-hmm. them vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And, and so... If they've done a wonderful job or they've really done excellent work on that task, what's a better way to to go? To, I mean, I'm sure that, that giving them encouragement is a good idea, but how do we do that so that we don't put them in that fixed mindset? Yes. A much better way to go is to praise or encourage them for the process they've engaged in. If they've taken on a challenge, if they've tried a variety of strategies, if they've stuck to it, if they've um, really focused well, these are things that we should appreciate and praise. And we find that when you do praise that process, kids remain engaged in the task even when it becomes difficult and they pursue it with a growth mindset. You know, this uh, we're talking about it in terms of children, but of course for those of you listening who are thinking about um, management, for example, people managing other people, these same principles apply, don't they, Carol? Absolutely. Absolutely. In the workplace, um, it's absolutely crucial uh, to make your group 
um, focused on the process. What can they learn? Uh, how are they improving? Uh, what even when they succeed, what process did you engage in to to reach that success and replicate it in the future? If there's a setback, what can we learn from that? In fact, I was talking to a foundation president recently, and he said they now give the failure of the year award. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And it's not for the project that squandered the most money. It's for the project that didn't work, and you learned so much from it about how the organization can go forward in the future and do a much better job. So just focusing on that process, as opposed to a workplace where the name of the game is to look smart and not make mistakes. Well, you know, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say so many um, organizations have such an emphasis in the performance processes, uh, you know, the performance review processes on outcomes, you know, mm-hmm. what did, what results, you know, and, and versus the, what did you learn or, um, the, the process of, of, of attempting to get to that outcome. Mm-hmm. And it occurs to me that there's a, a real opportunity to apply your work in that, that arena as well, which probably would lead to better outcomes. Yes, exactly. And, um, Yes, I, exactly what I was going to say, that a business is about outcome and bottom line, but we have found over and over that a growth, process, a growth mindset where you examine the process, learn from it, and go forward in a, 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 a more informed way absolutely serves that bottom line. Especially nowadays, businesses are changing, they're transforming their missions Constantly, they have to transform their products. They have to change their ideas. And a growth mindset becomes absolutely critical in this process because you have to be open to the fact that you are wrong or that the way you've always done it doesn't work anymore. Well, this is powerful stuff, and I know we're going to take a break in just a moment here, but do you think you could just give us, um, you know, 30 seconds or a minute on the, the growth mindset, because we've been sort of talking about it mm-hmm. um, and, and from, a, from the angle of the alternative to the fixed mindset, but <laughs> could, could you give us a, a definition of that? Absolutely. The, the growth mindset is this belief that basic qualities can be developed. Again, it doesn't mean that some people don't come with more talent than other people, but it means that everyone can get um, smarter and more talented over time uh, if they're dedicated to it. It also means you don't know who's going to blossom in the future. It means you can't know what anyone's future potential is from their current performance if they pursue that ability in a passionate way. Well, thank you very much. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to dive right into this uh, work of mindset. Thank you, Carol.
We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Do you want to take your organization to the next level? The Nebo Company develops leaders, teams, and organizations to achieve their highest potential. We provide executive and team coaching, leadership courses, mentor programs, and retreats tailored to the unique goals of your organization's leaders. With national reach, Nebo specializes in helping senior leaders to articulate a compelling vision, then develop the strategy, goals, and accountabilities that make the vision real. For more information, visit NeboCompany.com. Be sure to ask about our leadership and life curriculum. Again, that's NeboCompany.com. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. Welcome back to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life. I'm Kate Ebner. My guest today is Dr. Carol Dweck. She is a psychologist at Stanford University, and her work is known all over the world. We're talking about the mindset that lies behind great achievement this morning. Carol, before the break, we you gave us a great definition of the open or the growth mindset, and it's got me thinking about... Um, you know, we're all striving to achieve. We're striving to to do great work. Um, many people carry the um, the standard of perfection actually into the into the work that they do. I see this quite a lot with executive women um, who want to not only be perfect at work but be perfect at home, be a perfect mom, be a perfect wife. You know, so I, it's a the standard of perfectionism is one that is relentless. Um, for leaders, it's relentless at home as well. And I'm curious if you could I- I relate that, if indeed it relates to to mindset. Yes, um, we have done some work on perfectionism, and we do find that it's often related to a fixed mindset because in a fixed mindset, you're measuring yourself all the time. You're asking Am I a winner or a loser? Am I a good um, professional or not a good professional? Am I a good partner or not a good partner? Am I a good parent, not a good parent? And so any defect is threatening to invalidate you in that area. Uh, Hence, kind of this need to be perfect, to prove that you're worthy. I think a lot of it comes from early achievement where, you know, in school you can be perfect, but then life keeps 
multiplying the roles that you have to fill. And in a fixed mindset, again, you have to prove yourself constantly in each of these roles. What happens if you stay in the fixed mindset? You know, what if you go through life this way? What's the consequence? A consequence is that you really can limit your achievement because the fixed mindset is about proving yourself all the time, proving you're smart and talented, rather than taking the path that will lead you to the most accomplishment, the most um, fulfillment of your potential, the most contribution. So in a fixed mindset, you're reacting to looking smart on every occasion, um, having everything be just right on every occasion. Um, So your vision is very local rather than asking, where do I want to end up in the long run? And I think this is really important for leaders because, um, you know, pleasing Wall Street, pleasing the stakeholders every moment, being called a great leader every moment, that pressure is so strong that it can turn you away from the more important long-term health of the company and long-term fulfillment of yourself as a leader. Yeah, you know, it, it because you're so keenly aware of the near-term measurements. Mm-hmm. Um, is that that's what you're suggesting, I think? Exactly. Is that right? Exactly. In a fixed mindset, you are always being measured. But not just, you don't just feel that my current performance is being measured. You feel your fundamental talent is being measured. If someone were to step into the same challenges in the growth mindset, the open mindset, you know, they still are under the same pressure. You know, they still need to deliver results. What would it look like? How how would it look different? It would look different because um, great leaders like Lou Gerstner and Mulcahy, they informed Wall Street that things would not look better for a while. And they withstood the criticism in order to turn their companies around um, in a way that endured. Uh, So, yes, everyone has to be aware of the bottom line. But is it just the bottom line today or you're looking to uh, shoring up the company in a way that will produce a good bottom line going into the future? Um, Some... Great leaders have gotten on the cover of Time magazine as huge failures. They That's were thrown true. in. <laughs> they were thrown in with uh, crooks um, who brought their companies down, but they were willing to uh, withstand this criticism for the longer-term health of the company. Does anyone come to mind for you when you think of that example? Yes, and Mulcahy. A a Xerox was called a huge failure Mm -hmm. when, in fact, she's uh, a wonderful case study in success. You know, for those of you listening, um, Carol writes about this in her book, Mindset, the New Psychology of Success, and really provides some wonderful examples. And and I'm glad that that you brought up Anne. I think she really illustrates this mindset. 
you know, one premise, Carol, that you challenge in your work uh, consistently is the idea of of natural, right? Mm-hmm. Of being a natural at something. And, you know, I think um, th- this is fascinating to me. I, as a parent, I think a lot about, you know, encourage, you know, encouraging a child who may or may not be a natural at something mm-hmm. and and whether someone who's a natural, has a lot of natural ability, needs a different kind of encouragement than somebody who um, doesn't have that natural ability. And, and regardless of any of that, what really is the, the what, what do we really desire, actually, yeah. for someone who has uh, natural ability? And I think it goes back to me for your... Um, your idea about learning to fulfill our potential, you know, so yeah. what is that potential? And what if you're not a natural at the thing you're passionate about? So what do you think? a couple of years ago, I spoke to the top athletes in another country, and they told me that not one of them had been number one as a teenager. I thought that was fascinating. The number ones were the naturals. Hmm. The number ones as teenagers were the naturals, they coasted on their natural ability, and they were overtaken by the people sitting in front of me. They were the ones who worked hard, developed their abilities, and ultimately reigned supreme. They were the ones who uh, knew they had to do something to succeed. They were number four or eight or 11. Um, they weren't going to be able to coast to success. And because they worked hard, they were the ones who are now going to the Olympics, winning uh, uh, world championships. Well, that 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 is really um, interesting to put it, particularly in this Olympic um, time, mm-hmm. to put it in terms of athletes. Um, let's talk about uh, this from from the perspective of athletes. Tell us a story, if you will, about an athlete you know, who wasn't perceived to be a natural or who who was and overcame, um, maybe overcame the mm-hmm. tendency to coast on that? Well, I think it's well known that Michael Jordan was not um, an, er, a natural, uh, that he was um, cut from his high school team. He did was not uh, drafted by the college of his choice. He didn't go to the school he wanted to go to. He was not a very early draft pick for the professionals. He wasn't Michael Jordan yet. He made himself into Michael Jordan. And it's not to say he didn't have talent, but he was the hardest working athlete perhaps of all time. And there's a story where even as a great success, uh, he tried to coast on his abilities and was um, sorely disappointed <laughs> by the result, understood that he had to keep working. And as he got older, he also understood that what he might have lost in reflexes or speed, he needed to compensate for with new strategies and ever more practice. So, you know, you look at you look at him playing and you always thought, oh, what a natural. And even when he made the Nike ads that stressed his setbacks, people went, oh, yeah, he's just being modest. But mm. he wasn't. He was telling you his story. 
And and just for for all of us to be, remember that what you're really really pointing us to is the mindset mm-hmm. that leads to these extraordinary achievements, and it's the mindset of growth and openness to learning, um, to learning from failures, from negative feedback, from setbacks, um, to to embracing the challenge. This week, as you're watching the Olympics, Carol, are you? I'm assuming you're watching the Olympics. Maybe you're not, but I wonder, are you? I am, and I I also have um, consulted to uh, several Olympic uh, coaching teams. Mm. And what do you see? Do you, what, can you tell us an example of, of um, open mindset in action? Oh, wow. There are so many examples of a growth mindset in action. Um, yes, uh, what I love, what I love to see, well, I love to see, you know, kind of uh, this perseverance. So um, people who have um, messed up and then come back for a medal, Danielle Leva. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you thought, okay, he's done, and he came back to win a medal. Or, oh, the woman in the heptathlon. It's... Um, seven grueling events, and she could have um, coasted in the final run. She, it was almost impossible for her not to win the gold medal at that point, and yet, like a champion, she pushed herself to win that race, and that was thrilling. Um, so people who just dig down uh, and find that energy, that drive, I, I, I just am bowled over by that. I am too, and there are just so many examples of, you know, those stories. I'm, I'm noticing them too, where people perhaps suffered a great defeat or should have won and somehow didn't, and now they're back again and having learned extraordinary amount yes. about themselves and the opportunity. Yeah. So, well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, let's talk about... Um, how someone can identify whether they have a fixed or a growth mindset. We'll be right back. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Do you want to take your organization to the next level? The Nebo Company develops leaders, teams, and organizations to achieve their highest potential. We provide executive and team coaching, leadership courses, mentor programs, and retreats tailored to the unique goals of your organization's leaders. With national reach, Nebo specializes in helping senior leaders to articulate a compelling vision, then develop the strategy, goals, and accountabilities that make the vision real. For more information, visit NeboCompany.com. Be sure to ask about our leadership and life curriculum. Again, that's NeboCompany.com. Are you an entrepreneur that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways? Listen for Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind. With host Chris Cooper, you'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. These people are making a difference and will help give you the motivation and insight to achieve more. Be More, Achieve More can be heard live Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. This is Kate, and I'm talking with Carol Dweck, whose groundbreaking research on achievement and success is making a real difference for those who understand it, from CEOs to parents to coaches to athletes to teachers. Carol's research has identified these two mindsets that make all the difference in the world, the fixed mindset and the growth mindset. Which one do you have? So before the break, we were talking about um, seeing these mindsets in action uh, through the Olympics, and we both realized while we were on the break that Sonia Richards-Ross, with her Olympic gold in the 400 meters um, is a tremendous story and a great example of the growth mindset. Um, Carol, how do we know, how can we figure out which mindset we live in? Well, there are some simple questions that we ask people to find out. For example, do you agree with the statement, your intelligence is something very basic about you that you can't really change? Or what about this? Everyone has a certain amount of talent, and they can't do much to change that. That's a fixed mindset. Uh, What about this? Everyone, no matter who they are, can become substantially more intelligent. That's a growth mindset. So you might ask yourself, which of those do you believe? And you might also go around the day today seeing whether you're more interested in demonstrating your abilities than developing them. That's a big invitation. (laughs) (laughs) So, for example, if you're going into a meeting, you know, are you in that meeting trying to prove yourself Mm -hmm. or are are you in that meeting to, to learn to, I I would say to contribute and to learn. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a great, a great invitation to give to people. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been thinking about your work quite a bit lately, and I've been noticing my own mindset. I'm going to use myself as an example for the benefit of um, of anyone. And I was kind of startled to notice that even though I really want to say that I hold the open, the growth mindset at all times, I really don't. That's kind of even that at all times thing is probably a fixed way of thinking. So I, I um, noticed that there are places in my life where I really have a fixed fixed mindset. And um, I'm curious, is it possible to hold both? Or to, to, how do you how do you work on this? It's really not all or nothing, is it? It's not all or nothing. Um, first, we can have different mindsets in different areas. People can have one mindset about whether their athletic ability can be developed and a different mindset about their intellectual ability. Um, So it can be very area-specific. And also, kind of as you're implying, we can slide back and forth. Maybe we're in a high-pressured situation and we fall into a fixed mindset. And that's why we have to be aware of it um, as often as possible because you can kind of succumb to a situation and stop learning. 
be instead trying to demonstrate your capability yeah. and prove that you are yeah. talented. And, and it's important to know that sometimes you need to demonstrate your ability. Mm-hmm. But if you're overly focused on that, it can drive out uh, uh, your taking advantage of opportunities to learn. Yeah, I mean, I think of the growth mindset. It just sounds so much more relaxed, actually, um, than that fixed mindset. I wonder, you know, at, at Georgetown University, the leadership coaching program, one of the very first things that we do in the very first week of the class is we invite people to um, see themselves as beginners. And, mm. you know, we say, write in your, you know, I am, write down, I am a beginning, I'm a beginner and on one page and write down, I am a great coach on another page. And we begin to sort of play with the idea that you can be expert, you can have a lot of competence, you can have a lot of experience, and all of that is tremendous. And you can simultaneously, every hour of the day, be a beginner. So we try to cultivate the beginner's mind, which seems to me to be the growth mindset. Yes. I worked with a large uh, financial organization that was reorganizing itself around a growth mindset. And their new manager's meeting was about growth mindset. They recognized that often new managers feel, okay, now I have to have all the answers. And it limits them. It limits their own growth, but it also limits the way that they're able to mentor their employees. Uh, in the conference, they were given permission to be beginners and they were given permission to learn, experiment, and make mistakes. Um, the, the result was that this was, by far, they told me, the most exciting and productive group of managers they have ever had. Um, you could hear the sigh of relief in the meeting when they were told, hey, you're learners, you're not suddenly these finished products. As a result, they were released to collaborate, experiment, and use their um, employees as, as a team rather than as people that they had to, you know, simply manage. Yeah, you know, that that really is um, sort of an antidote to the perfectionism. You know, it's really okay not to know. It's mm-hmm. really okay to to not have the answer or to uh, try something that doesn't work, um, you know, and there's so much you can learn once you allow that, I guess, that vulnerability to yeah. exist, you know, alongside the effort. And to say, hey, let's figure this out together. Let's engage in a brainstorming, problem-solving process that almost always leads to a better solution than, oh, I have to have, I ha- I'm this lone genius that has to produce the answer on the spot. Ah, this is great. This is refreshing just to even contemplate this. <laughs> and um, so as we're, we're thinking about this, there's this whole um, discussion, I think, in the world of leadership development about our leaders, you know, either, leadership, you know, either you're born with it or you're not. And it seems clear to me that um, the 
growth mindset tells us that, you know, you can develop leadership capacities. You can mm-hmm. expand your, your capabilities as a leader in the same way you can your athletic ability or your intelligence or, or anything else. Do you agree with that, Carol? Yes, I agree with that. And I think um, the idea that leaders are born um, often comes out of the idea that we don't actually know what leadership is, whereas maybe we think we can see athletic ability a little better. Um, But there are so many aspects to it, and um, many of these can be taught or developed. It doesn't mean that some people don't come to it more naturally than others. But when you start understanding that leadership is about appreciating other people's talents, it's about creating teams that work well together, it's about... Um, rewarding people in certain ways that are motivating and so on, then you understand these things can absolutely be developed. You know, if you were to be sitting down, Carol, with a leader who um, took your quiz and determined that they were largely operating out of a fixed mindset, what what would be your starting point? How would, and they, if they really wanted to make the shift to the growth mindset, how would you advise them to, to move into that? Well, first I would talk about the incredible new neuroscience and how it's showing that our brain has so much capacity to change and reorganize over the whole lifetime through learning. It's, it's just amazing because uh, cognitive psychologists are beginning to understand the components of intelligence and how it can be taught. So this idea that abilities are static um, is really kind of passe. Uh, Second, I would ask them to think about their own lives, about maybe things that they thought they could never do, and now they've done them. And what does that tell them about the capacity to develop? I'd ask them to think of people they know, people they thought would never be good at something, and those people are really good at it now. What does that tell them about the capacity to develop? Um, Often you can ask people to think of employees they thought were really unpromising, who are now stars, and they didn't see that coming. So it really opens them up to the possibility of people's growth. Hmm. That sounds like a very wise place to begin, to really um, share the evidence mm-hmm. and help them find that evidence in their mm-hmm. own lives, in their own uh, you know, lens of, of looking at the world. Um, and... You know, I, I have a friend who um, read your book and understood instantly the negative impact of living and from a fixed mindset had had on him. I think his feeling was like, oh my gosh, everything everyone ever told me is, is not true. You know, that, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not fixed with a finite amount of ability. Mm-hmm. I can learn. It was, it was both empowering and also um, almost, uh, I think he could have wept there for a second just oh, to realize wow. all, the, all the years of, Thinking that his ability was defined and that he he you know could maximizing it only could take him so far because you know so it was a it was a kind of a big 
conversation. It was a big breakthrough. And I, I wonder, you know, as um, someone who recognizes that fixed mindset starts to really work with this, um, do you have any exercises or some, you know, ways that you would advise people to just start to play with this, start to practice? Yes. Um, I tell people to listen to the fixed mindset voice in their head. As they're approaching a difficult task, the fixed mindset voice might say, don't do this. It's too hard. You'll reveal a deficiency. You'll be exposed as an imposter. People will know the real you. That fixed mindset voice is really powerful. Start listening to it and then start answering back with a growth mindset voice. Um, everything's hard. You need to um, practice it. That's how you grow. That's how you become better at things in the long run. If you try the task and it's not going well, that fixed mindset voice will start yelling, see, I told you so. <laughs> uh, it's too hard. You know, Do something else. And then you have to answer back. When you see someone who's way beyond you, in ability right now. Um, the fixed mindset voice says, see, that person has talent, you don't, you're intimidated. But a growth mindset voice says, hey, they did it, you can do it. Find out from them, have them mentor you. Uh, figure out how to get from where you are to where they are. So <clears throat> start listening to these voices. And also, Start seeing how they differ when you're in different situations and see how you can find your way back to a growth mindset in those situations. You are listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life. This is Kate Ebner, and I'm speaking today with Dr. Carol Dweck, Stanford University. We'll be right back. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Do you want to take your organization to the next level? The Nebo Company develops leaders, teams, and organizations to achieve their highest potential. We provide executive and team coaching, leadership courses, mentor programs, and retreats tailored to the unique goals of your organization's leaders. With national reach, Nebo specializes in helping senior leaders to articulate a compelling vision, then develop the strategy, goals, and accountabilities that make the vision real. For more information, visit NeboCompany.com. Be sure to ask about our leadership and life curriculum. Again, that's NeboCompany.com. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network
listening to Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. We'd love to hear from you. Pick up your phone and call into 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to visionaryleader at nebocompany.com. Now, back to today's program. Thank you so much for joining us this hour. I'm talking with Stanford psychologist and researcher Carol Dweck, and she's sharing so many important insights from her research this morning. And Carol, in our last few minutes, I'm trying to make strategic choices here in my <laughs> questions because I've got so many of them. And I, I want to ask you a question and then and then move to talking more about the work you're doing today. But my, my question is this. Um, what if you yourself are cultivating and are operating from a growth mindset, but let's say your boss or others who are important in your life are in that fixed mindset. Um, I, I, I know from coaching and from my own life experience that we can't change others. Um, what what can we do, actually, if we're in this mode of um, learning from you know our struggles, from our failures, from feedback, but we're working, we're surrounded by people who are not? It's very difficult if you are in a growth mindset and you want to have these learning experiences and yet other people uh, are judging or uh, are playing the genius game. Mm -hmm. Uh, One thing, I think one really important thing you can do is um, get your boss to be your mentor. Even fixed mindset people really respond when someone asks to learn something from them, uh, wants to emulate them, wants their advice. So you can ease that boss into a mentoring role, which leads people to give up some of that judging role and really have a stake in your success. I like that. That's a very good idea. You know, I, I have seen that coming from the growth mindset, someone may appear very open and non-defensive, um, uh, eager to learn, relaxed, and that actually conveys sometimes as confidence, mm-hmm. you know, so that, you know, it, it's, again, not, not that when you're in that growth mindset, you don't care about results and outcomes, you do, but I think the, the bigger picture that you're working with, the picture that is committed, the part of you that's committed to learning, um, in some ways, sometimes I wonder if it maybe um, unplugs a little bit of the tension and mm-hmm. creates a, a kind of a, a bigger space for mm-hmm. everybody to work in. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe you can have a, a positive effect. Right. You know, it's, even if it's a subtle one. Exactly. If you treat someone like a mentor, they will become a mentor. No, oh, I love it. <laughs> That's great. Well, tell us what you're doing now. You wrote this book in 2006. You've been researching and learning uh, even more since then. What are you up to today? Oh, so many, so many things. First, we've developed a um, growth mindset online program for adolescents. It teaches them a growth mindset and how to apply it to their schoolwork. We were so concerned because adolescence is a time that so many students become um, discouraged and demotivated, turned off to school. And we're showing that this program can really help them achieve. Um, We've begun a whole line of research on aggression in the schools, violence in the schools, and how having a 
growth mindset prevents students from developing this festering hatred that can explode into violence. Hmm. Uh, we've done work now on peace in the Middle East, <laughs> um, showing how uh, growth mindsets make both Arabs and Israelis um, have more favorable attitudes towards each other and um, how it helps them become more willing to compromise, to make major compromises for the sake of peace. So those are a few things we're working on now that we're really, really excited about. I, I'm, um, I'm, I'm amazed by the connection between the growth mindset and a more peaceful world, whether it's adolescent aggression or um, uh, more possibilities for peace in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Can you say just a little bit more about how the growth mindset makes that possible? Yes. Um, in a fixed mindset, you label other people as evil, bad, violent, and you think that nature is immutable. Therefore, it's easy to hate and to fester that hatred um, and to have that hatred fester. Um, you might even nurture that hatred toward these kind of irreparably bad people. But in a growth mindset, it's not that you think everyone's good or everyone will change. You understand that people have the potential to change. In the Middle East situation, for example, we um, teach people that uh, many groups that you might, might have once thought were violent in, in nature, bellicose, are now quite ordinary, uh, even peace-loving countries. Uh, so there you feel like, okay, I don't like what these people are doing. They're really um, dangerous to my group, threatening to my group in what they're doing. But they have the potential for growth and change. Maybe their leaders are... Um, fomenting uh, violence. Maybe the situation is leading them to have certain goals. But this is kind of a dynamic situation, not a fixed one. Thank you. That is uh, wonderful to to hear you describe that in in more depth. And um, the possibilities and the potential for your research to change how we approach our lives and how we um, approach our aspirations and how we work and live with each other is just uh, phenomenal. Carol, to learn more about you and the work that you're doing, where can people go? Um, First, um, I have a website called MindsetOnline.com. MindsetOnline, one word, dot com. Mm -hmm. And that website is related to my book, Mindset. If people want to read original research papers, they can go to my Stanford website. Just Google Stanford and Dweck, and that will come up. Good. Well, thank you. I mean, I I hope you'll continue to to publish and share all of what you're learning. I think this is so um, fundamentally important for us as individuals, as as leaders, as parents, um, and, you know, in, in... closing, I'll just say to you that, you know, I want to link this back to the idea of visionary leadership, which is the theme of our show. And from my perspective, 
you know, we can be forward looking, we can have this inspiring vision. You know, what happens when you sit down the path to make that vision happen? You know, are you easily dissuaded? Do you, do you fall back? because it's not progressing as you hoped? Um, or are you somebody who, who enjoys the process of learning and growing through moving toward that vision? You know, So I think that the growth mindset is actually probably baked right in to the truly uh, visionary leader mm-hmm. approach. Um, does that make sense to you, Carol? It does. And I think leadership is an extraordinary opportunity to learn. Um, it's such a tremendous... Um, position of growth and it's wonderful to see people take advantage of that. Oh, I think that's a wonderful way to, to think about leadership and, you know, we can think of our challenges as places to practice, mm-hmm. <laughs> to practice our growth. Well, I want to say thank you so much for joining me today, Carol, and uh, it's just been a pleasure to have you on the show. It's been a pleasure to be here, Kate. And thank you all for joining us this hour. Um, this is Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life, and this is your host, Kate Ebner. Thank you. We sincerely hope you've enjoyed hearing from leaders who are using vision to create an inspiring future. Please join host Kate Ebner for another edition of Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business Channel. Meanwhile, visit www.nebocompany.com for more tips on bringing your own vision to life.